He told Kendrick to order the code red. He did? That's great. Why didn't you say so? And of course, you have proof of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. You were sick the day they taught law at law school. All right, and away we go. Seminar is up on October 14th through the 16th is the next one. After that, December 9th through the 11th. For training camps coming up, we have squat and deadlift camps at Tulsa, Oklahoma. Starting Strength Tulsa, September 17th. Tampa, Florida on October 22nd. And Long Island, New York, also on October 22nd. For three lift camps coming up, covering the squat, the press, and the deadlift, we do have spots in Villa Park, California. That's Orange County, California at the Strength Co. on September 24th. October 8th in Sandy, Utah, October 30th in Baltimore, Maryland at 5x3, and then back to London on December 11th. And as usual, we'll continue to look for talent for starting strength gyms. So if you've thought about becoming a coach, you can join the coaching development program and put your name in the hat with Ina Capel over at Starting Strength Gyms. Over to startingstrengthgyms.com, click on the coaching tab, and get on the list to speak with her. And as usual, for more information on anything else that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting strength. Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It is uh, that time of the week again, and uh, here we sit as usual, cutting the edge. We're pleased to have as our guest today Dr. Jessica Rose. We've had her on the show before, and uh, we had such a wonderful time. Then I thought we would ask her to come back on and discuss a couple of things with us. And uh, this is the kind of thing that you don't hear anywhere else. So I'd like for you to pay close attention. Pay close attention to what we're going to talk about today because it's very damned important. Okay, Jessica, thank you so much again for making time uh, for being here with us today. Welcome. I, I never say no to talk. Well, good. I'm happy to hear that because I'm going to ask you again later. All right. So All right. today uh, we want to get into uh, a couple of topics. And the first one I want to talk about is one that uh, Dr. Rose has spent quite a bit of time on. And she knows a whole lot about the vaccine adverse event reporting system data. And uh, for those of you that don't know about this and i find it difficult to believe that there are people that don't know about this since it's we talk about it all the time but it is uh it's not discussed in the uh, uh the 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 party media hell it's not even the state media anymore it's the party media and it is the vaccine adverse event reporting system is a system that was established and managed by the cdc to monitor the effects of uh, vaccines in the wake, probably, of the uh, claims uh, about the relationship between vaccination and autism. Now, that may not be the history, and if it's not, then... Jessica will straighten us out on that. When, when, what is the the genesis of the VAERS system? 
Um, well, in a word or a phrase, it's, it was the trade-off for maintaining uh, immunity from liability for the vaccine companies. Huh? So, yeah, so it was a deal that was made um, to keep the, the program, the vaccine programs in general running and, you know, keep, keep the injections uh, injecting. Um, but uh, in exchange for never like having to uh, possess responsibility in the form of liability, we had this government pharmacovigilance tool called VAERS created, which is a, it's a database where uh, people can file reports of adverse events, which are side effects that they have um, in temporal proximity to getting a vaccine or being injected with something. So it's a um, side effect uh, monitoring system uh, as usually as part of a phase four, like post, uh, uh, well, I guess I'll say either FDA approved or EUA, uh, you know, mm -hmm. approved Right. Emergency sure. use authorization is what that means. It's a, a way around actual approval. <laughs> Pretty much. And, and so this is a way to, to monitor what's going on in the pop, at the population base um, in the context of, of certain products. And it's been on the go since 1990. Um, it's the brainchild of the FDA, the CDC, and uh, HHS. And they, uh, they are meant to do... Um, consistent and frequent uh, reports. They're meant to generate reports of, from their own analysis of this data and show it to the public. And if they do find something questionable or triggering in terms of uh, safety signal detection, then they have to report that to the public, of course. So historically, uh, this Bears pharmacovigilance tool has functioned quite well. I guess well. I'm not sure because you got to well, think about how many now, uh, safety signals weren't now, detected. Let me let me back you up just a minute. You said yeah, sure. You said they have to report it to the public. Have to. What What do you mean by that? That's kind of the because the, that kind of hasn't happened, has it? Well, well, it depends if you're talking about previous to COVID or during and post COVID. So mm -hmm. it seems like the, like, I'll give you an example of how it's worked and how they've reported in the past. In 1999, there was a rotavirus vaccine. And then shortly after administration, there was a handful of cases in pairs of intussusception in children. So there was this pocket of data that sent off this safety signal and what they do, what they're meant to be doing, this is what the protocol is, is to do a causation uh, assessment using Bradford Hill criteria and determining whether it's a unlikely or very likely that there's a causal relationship between the product and the, the adverse events that are arising. Right. So 
they they used that and they found that there was a uh, very likely that it was very likely that the rotavirus vaccine was causing the intussusception. So they pulled the product. All of that was made transparent to the public. That is not being done now. No. And it's very, very clear that it's not being done now. We have, you just have <laughs> to look at the data, first of all. Any, anyone who looks at the data would ask themselves, no matter how you feel about the injections or politics or da, da, da you'd look at it and you'd say, that's strange. Well, you'd look at so it we, and you say, here is a signal. This cannot be denied. This is a very loud, prominent signal in the data that something is wrong. And we are being asked to pretend as though it's not. And we have been asked to pretend a whole lot of things over the past few years. And this is one of the more egregious examples of something that we have been asked to pretend doesn't exist when, in fact, it most certainly as hell does exist. And, uh, you know, all right, let me let's let's back up again and refresh my memory. I am quite sure that five percent of the of the of the I don't know if it is the gross or the net uh, of the pharmaceutical corporations are owed to either the FDA or the CDC, and I don't remember which one, but I know there is a hell of a bunch of money flowing in to that bureaucracy. And it is a blatant as hell conflict of interest. And it, it is, it is, you have to keep this in mind every time you look at the actions of these people with respect to the pharmaceutical corporations. A hundred percent. It is a blatant conflict of interest. And this, just as it, remember this, okay? Put this in the background. Remember this every time you people look at regulation from the FDA or the CDC, and you you need to make sure that you keep in mind the fact that the that it is this is filthy, all right, and it's been set up this way. Now, that having been said, tell us about the VAERS data. Well, I'm uh, I'm running my code now to update it, seeing as how it's Friday, and this is when they update the data. Um, hello, Key. We do have a... Yeah, there he is. Yeah, hello, Key. Hey. There he is. He's saying hello. It's always important for you to show up in my interview. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It makes us more human. Um, so, yeah, there's always a few thousand more reports each week. Um, but, you know, this is just what we're seeing. Uh, this might not even be a reflection uh, whatsoever of the enormity of the, uh, the actual file size, because we, we don't get a lot of the demographic data that actually is collected. Um, we get a version of the, the VAERS data. Uh, and that's... <laughs> It's also not the, the, the full set by any means because there's a, a very large backlog of data. Um, 
it's it, there are there just aren't enough people to process right today well and another aspect of this is is the filing of a VAERS report uh just the physical act of filing a VAERS report is a is a barrier to the to the data having been submitted to begin with now as i understand it anyone can file a VAERS report but what ends up happening is that that if a VAERS report is is filed for example at the hospital where the adverse event uh is being treated discovered reported that sort of thing it is it is done it is done by uh a hospital staff. Uh, from what I understand, they take an average of twenty-five minutes to prepare, and uh, at the end of your twelve-hour shift, are you actually going to sit down and file four adverse event reports with the VARES system, having worked a twelve-hour shift and having? observed personally for adverse events that need to be reported are you going to do that as hospital staff you may or you may not it just depends on your level of motivation that that particular day uh now anyone can file one of these things as i understand it is the patient in a position to do so sometimes maybe but not usually and this is all very well understood. And as a result, everyone involved in this, from the head of the CDC all the way down to the nursing staff at our ridiculous little hospital here in Wichita Falls, understands the fact that the VAERS data is woefully ass underreported. Just because of the way it is set up to be reported, it's not going to be complete. Underreporting is a serious, I'd say it's the most serious problem with VAERS. And uh, just to remind everyone what that means is that the, the number of reports on the front end data set uh, are only a, a, a reflection of the actual number of uh, adverse events that are occurring. So only a certain percentage of people who suffer an adverse event in temporal proximity to get injected with something will file a report. That's the human psychology. Mm-hmm. Or there might not be time, especially if there are a lot of reports coming in. Or there could be incentivization not to file a report. Imagine. Or be a, a very strange vibe in a hospital setting where you're not allowed to even consider the possibility that someone might be suffering because of the injection. This is a huge point. Um, I know a lot of people who, who know, nobody knows you better than you, and they know that their resultant injuries are because of their injections mm-hmm. based on and this and this. They go to their doctor. I know people who've done this and their doctors walk away from them. They forgot their Hippocratic Oath or they never took it seriously, clearly. But this is the reality. So 
then that person who's injured to some varying degree it could be very bad a lot of neurological in, uh, in, uh, injuries are being reported a lot it's it's probably one of the highest reported uh grouped adverse events that there is in vares right now and so it might be very difficult to get to a doctor you probably have to call them and say look this is happening but then if the doctor's not really you know, doing his, his ethical duty and doing no harm and caring for his patient, then he probably won't file a VAERS report either. So there are all these, these difficulties associated with it. So yeah, VAERS is, um, it, it's an interesting uh, data set. It is, it, it's, it's lamentable in many ways. It's antiquated. There aren't enough people processing the data. The people in charge of it are, are their motives are highly questionable because of conflicts of interest. However, having said that, all of these bad things about VARES, for, for the people who try and take down VARES for this, 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 or this reason, there's still such a treasure trove of information that's usable and helpful. If anyone is interested, in helping the injured people. If you're not interested in the well-being of the injured people or suspected injured because of the vaccine or the injection people, then I would suspect that you wouldn't look into the VAERS data. Or if you did and you saw something bad, you would turn away. Yeah, you, you would be forced to make a decision about whether to change your mind or yeah change your behavior yes because here it is yeah here, here it is it's staring you in the face this is not this is not an ambiguous weak signal in the data it is no uh, and it's not one signal i mean it's this is part of the point i've been making um it's not just the, the, the differences in the absolute counts or even the normalized counts between 2021 with three products involved versus 30 previous years of data for all vaccines combined. No, 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 no. We're talking about a massive difference in the range of adverse events being reported as well. There's something very, very different about these products we already know that because they are new technology but there's something they're manifesting biologically in very different ways than any of the any of the whatever how many hundred of them are that there are now this is different the neurological um injuries are way way off the charts in the range of these the the cardiovascular in in it, these things aren't happening in people that they always happen in this is another point heart injuries myocarditis and cardiac arrest doesn't happen in young people i don't care how much they want to try and normalize that shit right. that shit no is it, it, you know this is an amazing thing we're seeing right now the media such craven dogs. The me everybody in the media ought to be taken out and murdered with a hammer. 
as far as I'm concerned, I've never seen such craven irresponsibility in my life. You are charged with informing the public, and you are the lapdogs of the bureaucracy. That's all you are. If you're in the media, die. Please die. All right? Have myocarditis. Hurry. Get myocarditis and fall over dead. Right. But 27 year old professional athletes don't just fall over dead of an arrhythmia on the field of play. And you could say, hey, it happens. But you know what? No, it doesn't. Or it didn't doesn't before. happen. It happens at a level that is so low as to be statistically insignificant. It doesn't really happen. And you can say that, hey, it happens all you want to to excuse this. But we all, at this point, we all know what's going on. If we we're paying here. any attention, sure. you know, Jessica, tell us about the actual numbers of the VAERS data. Well, um, I don't have it updated on my website yet, but I can read them off my. Well, you've got a you've got a seat of the pants feel for it. What what did the VAERS activity look like in 2018, 2019, and what happened to it in 2021 20, and 22? Because that's well, the signal we're talking about. Right. So the last 30 years of VAERS data, um, you you have. And a lot of people, millions of, let's just talk about Americans, okay? Because we're talking about bears. You have a lot of Americans getting vaccinated against whatever. You know, childhood vaccination, vaccination schedule is crazy in the United States. Uh, and the, the, um, the number of, the percentage of people who actually uh, get their kids injected is very high. It's like in the 90s. So there's a lot of people getting a lot of vaccines uh, for the past 30 years. And, you know, it's incrementally grown because there are new vaccines and everyone's trying to get their, you know, $30 billion profit or whatever it is, $3 billion, uh, from having their, their product on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Every year, that you, if you have a product on the schedule every year, you make billions of dollars. So there's a good incentive to get one on. So, and there's no liability. So for the last 30 years, you have a grand total uh, over the, like an average grand total over the past 30 years for all vaccines combined of about 40,000, 39,000 something, something, something reports. Um, Of those 39,000 reports on average over the past 30 years, about 155 are deaths, okay? So keep those numbers in mind. So if you look at 2021 only, and you, you, you siphon off only the three COVID-19 uh, products that were, you know, originally administered to the American public, which are the Moderna, the Pfizer, and the Janssen products, primarily the Pfizer, and you count the number of adverse event reports in VAERS in the context of only those three products, you get something in, in the 800,000s, and you get about 15,000 deaths. <laughs> This is statistically significant. This is not just clinically significant. This is quite statistically significant, isn't it? Yeah, and and you know they. I'm going to read you what they write. They they changed this. They updated it, and they on their website they have written key considerations and limitations of fares data. 
The number of reports alone, this is the absolute count, like what I just described, you count the number of reports, cannot be interpreted as evidence of a causal association between a vaccine and an <laughs> well, of course. And okay, fine. I, nobody's saying that. You use right. Bradford Hill criteria to show causation, evidence of causation. But they also go on to say that you can't use the absolute count as evidence about the existence, severity, frequency, or rates of problems associated with the injections. <laughs> which is, which is nonsense. No, I, That's gibberish. Well, the reason I don't agree with that is because you can go back in th in, into VAERS because the data is there for you to look at, if, and you can do a comparison, and you can normalize the data to to both the number of adverse event reports in total, or you can normalize the data according to the number of vaccines or injections that were given in that year. If the change in the number of adverse events reports don't mean anything. You, and what's it there you'll for? Have to, <laughs> you'll have to explain that. The change yeah. doesn't mean anything. The change cannot be used to interpret. What? And you know what? You know. It's it's crazy because we, we have 15. There, there's so many crazy points here. Everyone should know this. There are 15,000 odd uh, reports of death in VAERS right now in the domestic data set, which are the reports made by Americans on American soil. But there's also another data set that you can download and analyze called the foreign data set, which are the reports of presumably American citizens living outside and some inside of the United States reporting their adverse event to the manufacturers and the manufacturers subsequently reporting to VAERS. That's a large file. And so with the combined total of these, you have, um, as of last week, you have uh, 30, almost 34,000 reports of death. Now, th this is not including the underreporting factor. And we don't know exactly right. what that is, but you can assume it's I don't know, something between five and 10 would be my guess. So even if you take the lowest, most conservative underreporting factor of five, that's insane. That, that, that comes nowhere close. Like that outranks the number of people who've died in certain wars. And these are American citizens. Yeah. They're American citizens. So what the hell is going on that this isn't boop, 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 boop. So, so to recap briefly, in 2000, prior to 2020, the VAERS system showed an average of how many deaths a year? 155, is that what you said? Yes. And now we're looking at 15,000. Yep. Now, what do you need to know? You people, what else do you need to know? Have suddenly cars become that unsafe? If something in the background of American society had changed that profoundly, it would be discussed now, wouldn't it? Yep. If, it, if there was some factor that increased the number of deaths from 
155 to 15,000. And that's a, what is that, a uh, hundredfold increase? Well, somebody would have noticed then. Maybe Newsweek would have written an article about it. You know? You'd think. You'd think, wouldn't you? I feel your anger. Believe me, I, I just, do. But imagine this, though. I actually, like, my, my, besides doing all the data and the writing and the investigations and reading papers, that's all I do now. My brain, because of the way that, you know, it's it's been wired since I can remember being alive, um, needs to solve the bigger problem. And one of the biggest problems in my mind is... Or it's not a problem, it's a question I have. How is it possible that good people are involved in this? Because there's a lot of good, really, really intelligent people who are mm -hmm. involved. They're, they're co-conspirating, if you will. However, what I'm starting to believe now, I don't know, I don't have enough data yet, I'm speaking to Matthias Desmet soon, is that people believe that they're doing a good thing and that's their driving force. And that, that came about through brainwashing, don't get me wrong. And I, right. I, I really mean that, like look up the definition of brainwashing. Um, but nonetheless, it's like, I am as angry as you are, believe me. But it's like, man, those people, they don't even know that they're 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 not only implicated and co-conspirating with with all of this damage being done, but they'll defend, yes. you know, their, their mission and and attack anybody who doesn't hold it. I mean, it's that's you know, the part I don't get. I, I really I, don't. I saw a quote from uh, our friend Vox Day, who a lot of people hate, but. Uh, you know, at this point in time, if a whole bunch of people hate you for what you say, it, it's probably because you're telling the truth. And uh, he made the statement the other day, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, that uh, it doesn't matter how intelligent you are. If you are psychologically unable to analyze a situation because of prior... The, the 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 assumption of 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 truth of a of a situation prior to your analysis what good are you doesn't matter how smart you are otherwise smart people like you say have assumed a situation to be the truth and they are unable as a result of that assumption to question it and analyze it and determine whether or not for a fact it is true now this is a serious problem this is a serious problem this is we are we are essentially back in the the 1200s trying to determine whether the sun is the center of the universe or not or whether the earth is the center of the universe we have a situation here where the powers that be have told us that the following things are true and otherwise intelligent people have just gone along with it. People who are actually able to think have chosen not to. 
pretty much. And, and a bunch of people are dead as a result of that. A whole bunch of people yep. are dead you, now. What's really profound about what you just said is that you're correct. They did make a choice. They did. The question to myself I would ask is, was it conscious or subconscious? Like, I don't, I want to get behind what's driving their choice. Excellent. Excellent. Excellent question. As a secondary question, what do they know they're doing this? Or are they no, just so bought in that it seems rational to them? I don't, I, Jessica, I don't know. I, I know, mean, right? at some point, you have to say, is this not obvious to you what the hell you're doing here? And we can't make it obvious to them. So it's like every single person is on their own trajectory. Every single person is an individual. And I'm I'm absolutely sure that there are some people who really are evil. And I don't know what that yes. means. It might just mean that they've been uh, overtaken by, you know, um, anxiety or something. I, yeah. I don't know what that means in reality but like the we're going to talk about that again in a minute because i have an interesting opinion about what evil is and we'll Good. discuss that again but i i uh, yeah it, it 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 it's hard to tease out their motives here i think that the most reliable way to analyze their motives is the money now i hate that but that seems to be a reliable way to to follow the money always takes you somewhere productive. If you want to know what's going on, you follow the money. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that applies here. Yeah, money is absolutely a driving force. But um, it's not the only one. There's something no. else. There's 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 another level here, and yes. I'm I need a, I need I'm a pro and con girl, and I'm a list maker. So one of these days, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write down the reasons how I know. Because for now, I'm I'm going on my feelings and from what I've observed, but I haven't actually documented any of this. But how I know this is not just about money. I think we can prove that it's not just about money. <laughs> no, no, I, I I guarantee you it's not just about money. And and so let me let me let me say this. I think that evil is relatively easily understood as the 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 desire for power over other people. You want to be in charge of everybody else you want everybody to do what you think they need to do and you're willing to make them do that now that that is a very broad description of a whole bunch of activities that we would regard as evil now the quest for money is is built into that as well but there's more to it than the money there's more to it than the money adolf hitler for example Sorry. Adolf Hitler is an excellent example here. All right. There's not a doubt in my mind that Adolf Hitler wanted the best for his country in World War II. He wanted the Third Reich. 
he wanted the German people and and the the country of Deutschland to be a a shining beacon of an example for the rest of the world's behavior and and all this other shit. Now, in the process of accomplishing that, what you would have to say is a rather noble cause. He wanted the best for his people. He did a whole bunch of utterly evil shit. With my little analysis of good and evil here. Uh, who is that guy that's the head of Pfizer? Borla, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, Borla evil, and ben That is an evil oh, motherfucker. That is one evil motherfucker. Surprise. You know? And uh, I, I just, you know, he wants to control the whole goddamn world. And Bill Gates <laughs> is an evil motherfucker. And Klaus Schwab is an evil motherfucker. And George Soros. These people are evil. They are the face of evil in the 21st century. And they have far better tools to be evil with than Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin had. They had far better tools. They have the technology to get far more done in their direction than these guys a hundred years ago did. You know, these guys a hundred years ago, I mean, it is interesting that Joseph Goebbels did such a good job with developing the concept of propaganda, but he had nothing, nothing on Mark Zuckerberg. Now, did he? Th these people are you know, they want to control you, and they'll do anything it takes to do it. You are a number, if that, to them, and that's all you are. I think you, you know, have to be evil. Like, I think it's a requirement uh, to have evil within you to be a power usurper. But yes. I think evil is something else. And I, I don't have a definition yet for what it is. Um, by the way, I highly, highly recommend that everybody watch the interview with Jordan Peterson and, and Lex Friedman. I'm only halfway through, but from the very first words out of his mouth, I was like, whoa. Like, it's, it's really, 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 really intense. So be prepared. Um, well, both of those guys are intense guys. But... Uh, yeah, but this is know. more so. Like, I... It, he's telling some of the stories of the Bible from his clinical psychology point of view. It's more than fascinating for me because, like... I don't know. Anyway, watch that. It, it um, It's very very engaging and i've learned a lot and i'm not even halfway through um well i'll go i'll go watch that this afternoon that's uh that is uh I, when did that come out um it was really recently like a few days ago okay. uh public august yeah last friday it was published okay fantastic so far like i'm it's three hours i'm oh, halfway wow. through well i'll have to sit down with that and uh give it some time so uh, 
So here we are in 2022, and yeah, there's not been an example recently <laughs> as clear. What what Jessica? I said, who wants a ticket back to the 80s? Yeah, yeah. Because, because <laughs> you know, there were there was bad shit going on in the 80s. All, there's bad shit going on all the time. But I don't think that we have seen... I don't think that we have seen an example of blatant evil so clearly paraded in front of us as we have over the past couple of years. And the, the thing about it now is that they pulled this shit with us about two years ago and everybody everybody fell in line and everybody failed the test everybody put on the mask when it made no sense then it made no sense at all it made no sense 50 years ago everybody knew they didn't work 50 years ago all the research on mask wearing has every single time has refuted the idea that a that a a mask worn in a casual manner uh, by a member of the general public doesn't do a goddamn thing to prevent the transmission of a viral. Everybody wants to pretend like this is a filtration problem, and it is a viral transmission problem. It is not a filtration problem. All right? If it was a filtration problem, it still doesn't work. Right? Yeah. And, and, and But nonetheless, we have been subjected to behavior control with that kind of thing. And as a result, we have been conditioned, we as a society have been conditioned to pretend that things are what they are most demonstrably not. We've gotten very good at pretending, just agreeing to go along to get along. If it helps, if it helps one person, I'll do it. And as a result, uh, things are more difficult now for people who, for whom an honest approach to things is important. You've, you've got people running around right now pretending that uh, it was okay to watch your grandmother die through a little glass window on the door of her hospital room while the people in the hospital prevented you from going in to see her. Well, you know what? They didn't prevent you from doing anything. You agreed to not go see her. You agreed with that. And that's something you'll have to deal with. For the rest of your life, your grandmother reaching her arms toward the window as she sees you in the glass, as she lays in her hospital room by herself, dying, and you didn't go in because some LVN told you you couldn't, and you knew that was wrong. That's wrong. You knew it was wrong. And you agreed to pretend that it was necessary. And I hope that bothers you because it should. It should yeah. bother you very profoundly. 
Yeah, and and the next step is like you know we have to look ahead. Um, I hope that that what you just said is the reality that people are like admitting to themselves at least that that was really really wrong and not to wallow in the guilt of that that's not a way forward no accept it be be honor your parent or whoever it was that died by finally saying no right the next time tell you you have to do something because let me tell you something people you don't have to do anything that violates your inalienable rights which is the right to live the the right to move freely you don't have to do anything in terms of being injected with anything i don't care if they're telling you this is going to make you live another 500 years you still don't you don't have to be persuaded, coerced, whatever. Right. It's you own you. yourself. You, you own, own yourself. You. Nobody owns you. Remember wow. all that slavery shit? <laughs> we got rid of that. Well, most of us got rid of that. No, I don't think it went anywhere. Yeah, it it it's in the shadows now, but it's still there. But it's not here well, in the United it's States. Not it's not there. You, no one owns you. But if you submit voluntarily to being owned, then it's your decision. And the responsibility is yours. Yep. And I, you know, this is a man, Jessica, this is a real fucked up time we're living through right now. We have, we have seen time that humans have had. I really I, do. I do too. I could bl- I the don't think that's hyperbole. Intelligence and the, and 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 this fa- I mean I, I wow, yeah, there's so many levels we could dig into now, but there there's absolutely never been a time like this. No, there hasn't. There hasn't and I know that people, you know, people say, "Well, World War 2." No, World War 2 wasn't this fucked up. World War II was rather cut and dried. Now, granted, every time there's a big war like that, there are people running around behind the scenes making money for themselves. All right? It's unavoidable. It's going to happen. Happened in World War I. Happened in the Civil War. Spanish-American War. Every major conflict like that saw the scurrying of rats in the background operating for their own self-interest. All right? Because that much chaos creates that kind of an opportunity. This one is different because it appears to me as though the opportunity itself is driving the conflict. You know, the the rats are running the show now. And we are just agreeing to go along with them. And pretend as though there's World War III going on right now. When, in fact, you've got a whole bunch of people making a whole bunch of money and assuming a whole bunch of power and placing themselves in positions that they can't be removed from. That's what it looks like to me. In other words, people people creating this situation for that purpose, not 
benefiting from a bigger situation that was created for something else. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't know what I think anymore. I know. There's just too much shit going on. There's too much, too much to process. We're inundated with this flood of insanity, and it's just hard to, hard to remain uh, uh, intact psychologically. Yeah, it's really well, you important. and I are anyway, and uh, uh, I, let's hope we stay that way. It's uh, well, the, the shift now. I mean, what I've learned from this is as ferocious as I've been and continue to be to to try and disseminate, you know, data and decent analyses and write papers on what I'm finding, nobody cares. Uh, and it's not making a, a huge difference. And I'm really sorry to all the people who disagree with me. And because and, I get a lot of emails from people saying you're making a huge difference. But I I feel like I'm doing nothing. I'm not I'm not creating enough of a shift. So I think it's really important now in the in, in the first wake of this to to create um, an environment of togetherness. I know that sounds cheesy, but like I I, I can imagine how difficult it, it is for a lot of people right now who, who got multiple jabs, who are, are starting to hear like from whatever source that there might be a problem. I mean, there are so many people here who've still heard nothing about the fact that there's a huge freaking problem with these shots. Yes. They don't even think they're different. But the ones who are starting to hear that, first of all, once you hear it, you, you have to keep hearing it. It's like living in truth type thing. And they're really going to need support. Even for the ones who aren't suffering any kind of injury, they might in the future and or i mean what if they don't want any more shots because the pressure ain't gonna go away people so we oh, need to you, support no you've got the official position of of employers and governments all over the world that doesn't matter what the vares data says doesn't matter that there's this big insanely strong signal about the vares data you're going to get the vaccine or you can't come in here we don't care we don't care what the facts are. The facts, although interesting, are irrelevant. Keep that little phrase in mind. Because that's what they're saying. And they're in charge. And this is, <laughs> see, this is the bureaucrat's holiday, isn't it? This is the little powerless fucks that get themselves a little job in a little government office someplace who get to tell you what to do. And, uh, you know, and that's what they're doing here. That's damn sure yep. what they're doing. Uh, Everybody be self-responsible. Um, it's, it's really like, I just, I might not be talking about anything else other than that, like from, from now on. I mean, right. I know it's important to understand what's going on in VARES, but I, I've literally made like, a hundred videos um, on this subject matter, and and of course, of course, it's important. But um, man, people, you gotta you gotta either remember or learn 
that you're 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 the only person who's most responsible for you. Um, even if you have the best family, even if you have the best husband or wife or whatever dog, in the end, you are responsible for you. And I'm not saying you have to live thinking like no one's going to help me if I get injured from an injection, but you should think that you way. You should think that you might have to do that. Yes. Exactly. Because it, because will, it will influence your decision. Yes. You might, if you're very lucky and your family hasn't rejected you, they might take care of you if you're injured, but you won't get anything for it. You will get ignored. You'll get ostracized in some cases. I'm saying this from experience of the people that I know who are going through this. Yes. So be self-responsible. And if I get a lot of emails from people asking me, Jess, I got two jobs. It's been a year. Am I going to be okay? Something like that. Um, and of course, I'm not a medical doctor and I don't give advice, but what I've been telling people is if you feel good, keep doing what you do to feel good and don't get any more shots. If you're hesitant now, don't, you know, I, 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 you know, I just said, I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm, I'm a medical researcher and I've been studying viruses and I know a lot about vaccines and the, these things, the safety profile in these things is really, really, really bad. And that's according to the manufacturer's data. It's not my opinion. The manufacturer's data that they have suppressed the release of. That they have the data. They know damn good and well what's going on. They've suppressed the data and they released the goddamn things anyway. Now that's to hide their data for seventy five years. That's what they asked the court. That's just what happened. Yeah, the court ordered them to release the data, and it's still being released too slow. They they got eight months to release their data. Right, and, and, and nobody's months, going to jail for that, you know. Well, not yet. Um, we'll see how Brooke Jackson does. Well, it'll be interesting. But I don't think Indeed. anybody goes to jail anymore. Very few people go to jail. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jessica, here's a... This has been weighing on my mind quite a bit recently. And now we're going to we're going to stop back. We're going to step back and look at a big picture situation. All right. The the COVID thing is a part of an extremely important change in the public perception of what I'm going to call for right now science. All right. Science, the scientific method, is, uh, is a way to make sense of our environment. It's a way to analyze and, and learn things about where we find ourselves. All right. It's... Uh, mm-hmm. It's been developed over the past couple of thousand years, and it is uh, basically the application of logic in analysis of phenomena. I, you know, I, you think that's a reasonable definition? Yep. But we're not doing that anymore. And what no, has sir. happened over the past? 50 years 
uh, has been a has been a fairly profound change in uh, in what we what you and I would refer to as science. Um, there are many many examples of this. Uh, one that's that is discussed among science types quite frequently is the, is is peer review. The difference between professional research and science is a very big deal. It's a very big deal. Professional research and science are two different things. But in the minds of the general public, they are not. This is a giant-ass problem, all right? You've got little Greta Thunberg running around... You know, lamenting the loss of her entire legacy because we won't pay attention to the science. How, how dare you? The quivering lip, you know. Poor little thing. <laughs> I, you have to really feel bad about that. But but uh, this is, it's not just her. It's There are people that follow the science. How many times have you heard, heard these morons say follow the science? And what are they, when they say follow the science, what do they mean? Well, what You're they mean me? what they mean is believe what the media tell you the science is. That's what they mean. They don't mean anything more than that. They don't mean for you to ask questions, get those questions answered, make up your own mind. They don't mean for you to analyze. They don't mean for you to try to reproduce. Reproduction, why, that's not even allowed anymore. You know, what was supposed to happen, the whole point of publication was that a, a team would run a study. They would run a study, they'd publish a paper on the study, and then they would invite other teams to try to replicate the data that they had generated in their study and therefore validate it, and that's not done anymore. It's not done. It's not even encouraged anymore. Well, it's discouraged. It's actively discouraged. (laughs) This is just absolutely amazing. When you look at when you look at the events of the past 50 years and you see this downward slide in the quality of what we did a long time ago, I mean, there were a, a, a very busy group of people back in the 1940s that did a whole bunch of extremely important nuclear physics work. And the net effect of their diligent operations in the absence of cell phones, by the way, in it led to the development of nuclear energy, nuclear energy. Now you can misuse it. If you want to call an atomic bomb, the misuse of nuclear energy, but you can also make electricity with it. And that's about to be very, very important to the state of California. Because they have just just decided that there aren't going to be any more gasoline or diesel vehicles operating in the state of California after 2035. 
Now, this is, this is physically impossible, okay? It is physically impossible. But apparently the state of California has decided that they can legislate away the laws of physics. Because children will do things like that, okay? But atomic energy is extremely important. If you are going to attempt to legislate away the two most important concentrated sources of power that we have, coal and hydrogen and, and, and petroleum products, you've got to do something to replace that. And you can't replace it with wind and solar because that's not physically possible. It's physically impossible. The math doesn't work. You can't legislate math. Okay? But... So, but what you've got is a whole bunch of people who think that you can legislate the math and you can legislate the physics and you can legislate the science because what we have got in, in 2022 is an extremely poorly educated electorate. Hmm. People who don't understand science at any level at all but who nonetheless run around and, and and mouth the platitude, follow the science, and they don't even know what it means. What it means to them is what CNN tells you it means. The science is whatever CNN says it is. And you had better, by God, you had better follow the science. What they have done is they have plugged science into the part of our central nervous systems that was previously occupied by religion. Something that you just believed without question because it made you feel good. That's what religion is all about. And we have shifted over to where that's what science is all about too. And Jessica, I don't know about you, but my God, that's scary. That scares the yep. shit out of me. I just... You know, what can you get away with if you get people to agree with you on something like that? Everything. Well, you get away with the past two and a half years. That's what you get away with. That's, that, you know, it's not already. What's happened is kind of like a taste or a reflection of what's coming or mm -hmm. kind of like a, a really weak sampler. Um the, the the cognitive dissonance that even the people who are watching this you know wide-eyed unfold um we still have so many barriers to break down because it's it's going to be so hard to believe even with, when you see it with your eyes what the hell is going to happen i mean if, if they're planned to um to make uh food shortage a thing you know globally and i i guess it succeeded in sri lanka now i mean there's there's millions mm -hmm. of people there who don't have anything to eat right now right and um it's so that's, hilarious that's been ignored in all, the media hasn't it yes and it, the, all these dictates about going green and greta crying about us stealing her freaking childhood i mean what do you think the sri lankan people are going to eat they're probably going to eat the animals because that's all they have to eat 
And what are they going to do for warmth? They're going to cut down trees. And I, I'm just, you know, using my imagination here. Right. But this is part of what Jordan was talking about. And he, he makes such an amazing point. It's like, this is not, this doesn't have anything to do with being ecologically friendly. It has nothing to do with an intelligent plan to, to be a, a, um, a successful species. Absolutely the opposite. I mean, if, if, if but enough it, people, it, if, you know, what you're trying to, let me, let me, let me fill in, let me finish your sentence for you. They want us dead. Don't they? I don't know yet, but I think that the, the possibility of a lot of people um, suffering and dying from food and water scarcity is is probably going to come upon us sooner than later. And it will be the result of deliberate activities. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yes. They the birth it, rates, yeah. and, and Jordan talked to, I'm sorry, I just love that guy. He talked about this as well. The, the, and, and Elon mentions this too, Elon Musk. There's no freaking overpopulation in humans issue at all. The birth rates are such that, and, and this is in Canada as well, where I'm from, they're not where they need to be to sustain the population. The birth rates all over the world are not good enough to sustain certain populations. Now, I can't go country by country. I don't have that data in front of me, but it's what the, what the, is being spewed is the total opposite of the reality and i i come i come at this not having thought that before i am a complete convert and i might go back because my mind is really open and i'm trying not to be to be you know immutable in my in any of my positions in any of my um my foundations because foundations can crumble really fast um it's all based on what we call knowledge and we all make mistakes so um yeah i i think that uh listen i gotta tell you a personal story about greta okay uh yeah. i i was i was a greta supporter and the reason i was a greta supporter believe this or not I, this is all true that's why i'm telling you because <laughs> i want people to know my journey with greta because i have one um i saw her I, I always take things at face value because I don't I don't know how else you can do things. Um, she's a little girl, uh, girl. Uh, I can relate to that because I was a little girl, and she, her, what she was saying sounded um, appealing in terms of a a motivation to. Um, to do certain things to protect our world. She was always about like protecting our world and making it better and all this stuff. And my partner, he, it's funny, he's a lot younger than me, but he's, he's, he really sees things. Uh, him and I agree on nothing generally. And he would make fun of me to no end about how I felt about Greta. Like he, he would do it with animations even. And I was like, I would, I would get really angry because I'd look over at him and I'd say, 
How can you say something like that about a little girl? She's just a little girl. Even if she is being <laughs> even if she's being puppeteered, she's still just a little girl. Yeah. And and I just did this complete 180. I don't that know. That was when the it cat happened. of the whole point, wasn't it? Exactly. And Using that's the little girl. That was the whole point. That's, that's how exactly craven these dogs are. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm telling everyone this story yeah. because that I, I bought it because I am a bit naive. I, I trusted people, uh, but I'm also um, I'm also very 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 uh, intuitive. So I can see things um, eventually. I'm a little slow on the uptake, but when I see it, I see it, and you can't unsee it. Right. And so uh, eventually, I was like laughing at myself the way that he had been thinking how the hell could i've ever thought that she wasn't just placed there i don't care if she looks like a little girl she ain't because she spoke the words and and even if she didn't it does it anyway it doesn't have anything to do with greta it's not a little girl it's what happened it's it's the the tool that she was used as she was used to evoke feelings in people like me and that's exactly what they're doing with all this other stuff. Like, don't it, put on a mask or you're going to kill grandma. It's so predatory and abusive. This whole thing is like being in the worst domestic abuse relationship that you can imagine. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's it, it excellent. I, that's an excellent analogy. That is, that is exactly the nuance of this whole thing isn't it it's it's the I, guilt I trip it deal it's the whole i've got if if i don't wear the mask i'm gonna kill your great aunt right me i I'm don't get injected i'm gonna kill my co-workers right yeah it's so it's so wow it's so see that's that's what i would call evil the yes. activity yes. the manifestation of somebody's idea even i I'm, i i need a better definition the but quest that, for power over those people the quest yeah, for the power yeah. over their behavior that's evil that's what that is the manifestation is the evil that's why i'm so surprised yeah. because how can how can it have taken over so quickly and with so many people it scares I, I, me it, no it is it's you know and I said this back in March of 2020, when what was happening became obvious. I said, this is a test. We are having it? a test run on us. And in May, I said, we have failed the test. This is a no, test. We have failed. You don't think no. we failed it? No, I do not. I think that... Um this is absolutely a test and it comes down to the individual. This is a test of, of individual integrity, self-responsibility and autonomy. And some people, for some reason, immediately, they didn't even need the test. It's like, if you ask me, uh, which we weren't asked, we were dictated to, mm -hmm. but if you ask me, do I, do I want this injection? Uh, it, it'll, you know, it'll do this and this. I would say no, because I, anyway, yeah, it's, it's a test of, of all of these things. And 
I think that I'm not sure I'm going to convey this properly. I think it's a moving goalpost because I think there are millions. I think there are probably hundreds of millions of people now who've been multiply injected who are where the people who said no in the beginning are now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's moving goalpost and they and 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 that's that's awesome. Like I've always been saying, I will never judge you because you can't know why someone else does something. And I really believe that most people believed that they were doing something good. They were lied to. They were deceived. They fell for the. It was like me falling for the Greta shit. I'm sorry, you guys, but you have been duped. And now it's time to just cry your freaking face off and admit that you were duped and go forward mm-hmm. and there are tons of people who are trying to help each other do that and i believe me everybody who's listening we are going to need each other <laughs> well that's certainly true that is certainly true we uh that's the good see there's you know, evil and there's good what i described just now is the good the manifestation of I don't all right know, intelligence I'll buy that. I'll buy that. We've got evil in operation, but we also have good in operation. And we are headed in a direction where we're going to have to find out which one wins, aren't we? Uh, you know, uh, you, you can't eradicate evil, and you can't eradicate good either one. But, you know, the balance right now is toward evil i don't know i think the balance and i hope is you're right i hope you're I right i think i think the test was at two levels jessica i think the test was at both the personal level and at the level of society in general and i would say that yeah. at the level of society in general we failed the test and that it and and that failure told these people what they needed to know about the next step. Now, you can say that good at the individual level has been in operation all along. But when you stand there in the hall and look in at your grandmother as she dies, as she's reaching her hands towards you, to please come kiss her and tell her goodbye and you don't do anything about it you're that's not good that's not good you no, failed the test fear. personally that's it's 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 just painful to see that happen millions of times over the course of the past couple of years and it's disappointing and Very. i'm I don't know, Jess. I'm I'm pessimistic. I really am. I'm I'm just. Uh, I, That's I, fine too. I hope you're right, I, and I hope I, I'm wrong. But God damn it, this is this is going well, too far. You know I don't even think it matters. And and maybe I'm I'm getting a little bit um, enlightened in my older years. But I I really don't think it matters. The only thing that matters is that you. It all comes down to the self. And I mean, 
I, I've always felt kind of, I, I know this is going to sound stupid, but I've always felt kind of lucky to be me. And the reason I felt lucky to be me is because, I don't know how to say it without sounding like a total idiot. Um, I don't take shit. Maybe that's the best way to say it without mm-hmm. sounding like an idiot. Like, I stand up for myself. I stand up for other people. I I care very deeply about my world because it's it's all us. It's an integral, you know, community of right. beings. And if you don't care about everything, then you don't care about anything, in my opinion. So you know, people that have have just noticed you a little bit can tell that about you. You know, it's well, not that's that's not a secret. Everybody knows how you are, and uh, that's. You know why I like to talk to you because uh, there's not any bullshit in the way, and uh, uh, you're a you're a very very important person in uh, in the development of things here over the next several years. We're we're entering a very interesting time in human history, and uh, and that's that's what I was gonna say. Like I I I will. I can only be who I am, and I don't seem to be someone who gives up ever, no matter what the obstacles are. Um, it's a curse because you end up hurting a lot uh, mm-hmm. from being someone who give up because literally you're just beaten down over and over and over again, but I just keep getting back up. Well, That's why I love the end scene of The Matrix when when Smith says, why, 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 Mr. Anderson, why do you persist? And he says, because I choose to. And that's it. That's it. You just mm-hmm. fulfill your role as whoever you are as this individual. Mm-hmm. That's all. So just, like, that's why I always come back to this autonomous thing. It's like, whatever you are, whoever you are, if you're, you know, a, a functioning being with, that's neurologically competent, I don't know how else to say it, <laughs> then be that. Be everything that you are and never apologize for it. Then you're fulfilling your role, whatever it is. Right. Your purpose. Well, <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the gods for you, dear. Uh, you're a very Aww. important person. And I appreciate your time every time you you uh, you join us here on the podcast. We all learn quite a bit, and I appreciate your your taking the time to be with us again. And we'll talk soon again in the future. This is Dr. Jessica Rose, and uh, she, uh, uh, as you have seen, is uh, got a perspective on this that uh, you don't get to hear everywhere and we're happy to bring her to you and you. uh once again jess thank you so much and, no thank uh, you thank god you guys you. for watching us on the podcast this week and we'll talk to you next time god love all y'all <laughs>